Welcome to the On Deck Podcast. I'm your host, Connell. This is a podcast mostly about baseball. We'll be talking about some other sports too, but for the majority, talking about America's pastime. This is our first episode ever. We are super excited. We've been talking about this for a little while. I'm here with a couple good buddies of mine, Austin Hahn and Andrew Lee. I'll let them introduce themselves in a second. Um, most important part that we want to start talking about is just our favorite teams, uh, kind of why we got into this, how we got into our fandom, and just kind of get rolling from there. Uh, we've all kind of been around the game playing baseball growing up with it. You know, our fathers, all big baseball fans watching certain teams. I personally am a St. Louis Cardinals fan living in Chicagoland area. You know, I'd say it's been torture, but when you're winning all the time, it's hard to be torture. Uh, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. My father is from the St. Louis area suburbs, so I was born and raised that way. You know, a lot better than being a Cubs fan like some people here. We actually get to win, not just one out of like 106 years. Um, but we'll get into our teams and kind of what's going on in a little bit. But we're super excited to get here started. Over to Han. What's going on, guys? Um, I'm Austin Han. Um, you can refer to me as Han Hondo. Um, I am a diehard Royals fan. My dad is from the Kansas City side. Me be a Royals fan out in the Chicago land area. Um, so I'm like Connell. I go through a lot of pain and suffering on a summer uh, basis basis during the league. Um, don't expect a lot from them this season, but we'll go more into what we expect from our teams this season. Uh, me and our producer, Andrew Lee, have an ongoing stake bet between our Cubs and Royals. Um, so we'll see who cooks each other's stake this year. Um, most likely it'll be me again for our third straight season. We always like to remind Han, you know, being a Kansas City fan, he's got the luxury of being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So when, when all's going not so well with the Royals, it's a sim- simple reminder that, hey, you got Patrick Mahomes, all is okay, and you know a couple Super Bowls, and he's doing all right. Andrew Lee, we got cooking. How's it going? Uh, I'm, yeah, like I like they had mentioned. Uh, my name's Andrew. I, I like how uh, Colin introduced himself by his last name, and then we get our full names exposed by the public. You know, he's like, oh, you know, we're, we're I'm only gonna go by one name, but you know, I'm not gonna give you the choice. I'm just gonna throw out your full government name so people can track you down. Hunt you. What's your, your middle tapes. name? You know what? Uh, you know, even better. I'll give you my mother's security. maiden name, things like that. Uh, no, but first of all, it was 108 years. It wasn't 106. <laughs> so we're just built I'll, tougher I'll than you, I think is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, as a Cub fan, life has been nothing but um, a bit tumultuous. I think I used that correctly. It's been a roller coaster. Big word, um, there, yeah, I, you know, you learn a few things here. Um, so, I, yeah, I've, I've been a fan since I've, I can remember. Uh, my grandmother grew up watching, you know, the Cubs on WGN when they were the national televised uh, team. And I think a lot of people kind of found, you know, love for, for the team through that that venture. Uh, she passed that on to my father and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, and, and for me and Hot Steak, but it's just whoever team – wins more gets to enjoy a nicely medium rare steak of their choice for a game of the world series that is cooked by the the other you know and i'd like to think we're both pretty good cooks but i haven't had to make a mistake yet so i was gonna say do you guys have an overall record i believe it's two um, and out it, it's actually three and out for you yeah, um since we started it um 
Yeah, and since it looks like it's going to continue for you, you guys have a nice team, um, and, and we are already below 500, so it's going great this <laughs> season. It's still early. It's still early. Plenty of baseball. Uh, the first thing we really kind of want to do is, you know, for the most part, you know, we're obviously going to talk about our favorite teams probably the most. Um, but we're going to be covering kind of the whole league, kind of what's going on. You know, to get it out of the way, we're just kind of going to go through our team, kind of what we're expecting from our team, anything we're kind of excited for. Or, you know, for Lee and Han, what you're ready to be hurt by, you know, kind of make it easy. Uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals every year, you know, it's, it's World Series or bust. You know, we're making playoffs pretty much every year. NL Central, pretty easy division. Should be able to get it. I don't find the Brewers that strong. We'll get into division previews here in a little bit. Uh, St. Louis, I am a little worried about their pitching depth. They have a lot of outfield depth. I'm kind of hoping they make a move here eventually. I'm not really sure what that's going to look like with everything kind of going on. Uh, some names being thrown out are kind of like Tyler Glass now, but with the Rays just kicking ass. I think that could be kind of tough, and you know, obviously still really early. We'll kind of have to see that pans out. I think the most exciting thing about the St. Louis Cardinals going into this, though, is a man by the name of Jordan fucking Walker. This dude is a stud. little nine-game hitting streak to start the season. Hits the piss out of the ball. Can run, make things happen. He's going to eventually move up in the lineup. Hitting behind. I could actually see him hitting two ahead of Goldschmidt. But you got Goldschmidt, Arenado, adding Wilson Contreras. They're leading the league in batting average. This team can just fucking rake. Bullpen's really shaky right now, so obviously that's going to have to kind of get some things figured out so they can be under control, can win some games down the stretch. But early on, pretty excited to see what this team can do. Hopefully pitching just gets a little better. On, you got any expectations? Um, I was going to say before the season started, I was a little bit higher on the Royals. Um, I thought the heading was looked like it was coming together. We had some really nice young pieces. Um, but after watching the first week and a half of baseball, um, I, I would be happy if we make it to 69 wins. Um, nice. we have some nice young talent. Bobby Wood Jr. is a stud. He's going to steal bases, hit dongers, hit home runs. Um, Vinny stud at first base. A lot of fun watching him play. MJ Melendez out in right field slash backup catcher. Fantastic. Um, then we got Brady Singer on the mound. And then uh, he, he's coming along. Uh, he did a little bit. He was a little rough in the World Baseball Classic, but young guy. He's got time. And then over in center hall, I mean, catching, we got still Salvi, but getting a little up in age. Um, I guess somehow Roldis Chapman's throwing 103 miles per hour. I guess he hated playing in New York and really loves Kansas City. So that's going to be great when we trade him away for some nice pieces. That was a pickup um, of the year. Other than that, pick of the year. Um, yeah, not paying him anything. In, in, ter- in terms of not like paying him guys and be able to flip. I love it. Um, other than that, oh, go ahead, County. I'm also very happy that Salvador Perez got his flowers. Not saying that he never did before, but gets the rock to see on his chest as a captain. Um, I think he's yeah, that's thanks to your fucking old really manager. Th- yeah, about, thanks like Mike Matheny. That was a great last three years. <laughs> Thank God. No, I'm happy he's gone. 
he should go back to managing the Cardinals. That'd be great. I, I like Marvel. He's a pretty um, solid guy. Other than that, for the Royals, handle some things not so great this year. But. Um, we got second baseman. We got the Crimson Chin uh, over there. Um, one of the best looking guys in MLB, <laughs> um, Massey. That's and that's about right. it. That's fair. So, you know, got the best shot line. As long as their youth keeps playing, gets in, getting better, I, you know, I think they're in a okay spot. Um, the problem with the Royals, though, is they're just never going to break the bank and spend money. So unless it's homegrown players or role players that they add, they're not going to go make a splash and go sign a Trey Turner or a Corey Seager to a 10-year deal or anything like that. But it just kind of puts them at a disadvantage from the start. Yeah, the only advantage we have is we play in the AL Central. is probably the worst division in baseball. So at least no one wants to win that, so we have a chance. Lee, how you feeling, my guy? The vibes are high, all right? This is the first time in a long time we can look at a Cubs team and say, okay, there's actually expectations on the table. We can evaluate our manager. We can evaluate the development of the pitching staff, develop uh, development of hitters throughout the minor league systems over the years. Um, you know, it's it, it's not like I'm going to sit here and say the Cubs are going to win the World Series, even though, you know what, why not? 2020, 2023 World Series champions. Who says no? Everybody. Okay, so, fair enough. Because, fans. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I'm just excited to see. I think this year is kind of like a stepping stone where, you know, you're if you make the playoffs, cool. I, I would like to be in the running for a wild card spot come August. Meaningful baseball coming down the stretch in the dog days of summer would be a vast improvement um, for not only for the Cubs, but for my mental health as well, which <laughs> at the moment spiraling out of control. <laughs> see i like some pieces on the cubs i think stroman so far two games in pitching lights out pitching like an ace uh swanson obviously a great pickup nico horner i think my biggest knock on him right now is just some roster moves um letting wilson Contreras just walk and you know not making a trade for him at the end of the deadline and getting, getting just something for him um i'm hoping they do something with Hap, whether it's re-sign or trade him, but just to let him walk, I think it's just I think I think that's kind of always a big, big difference between good teams and bad teams is they're able to get stuff for people that they know they're not gonna keep. Um I'd also have the concern of Trey Mancini playing right field. And I'm I like Eric Hosmer, great defender. I think he's a great guy in the locker room, but I don't I didn't see the need of having Hosmer and Mancini especially when you have someone like Patrick Wisdom who could DH for you. So now you kind of have Mancini who's in a rough spot where it's like, oh, he could have played first in DH. Now it's like, oh, he's going to play right field to get playing time, which, you know, he's serviceable, but he's not going to be making any crazy plays or winning a gold glove. So I, I have so I have some we'll, – we'll go with the first thing. Letting him walk for nothing was a mistake, I think. Um, you know, I think what happened was that down the stretch of the trade deadline last year, Jed Hoyer um, just tried playing his cards a little too tight to the chest. I think he wanted more than what the market was willing to give. And by the time, you know, by the time the clock ran out, he was stuck with Wilson Contreras for the end of the year and knowing that, you know, he wasn't going to be back because ultimately that was kind of the you know decision. Um as far as the Mancini, Hosmer, Wisdom, you know, the, the whole infielder 
you know, personnel thing. For me, this offseason, I I understand what you're saying, but I also, in my opinion, this team just needed ball players. You just need you need warm bodies that can do things the right way for your team. Like it's a good problem to have two guys at a position that are playing better than what we would expect. I think signing both of them was a way to say, okay, you know, if this works, cool. If this guy doesn't work, cool. You know, whatever. It's not like it's these guys are going to be permanent fixtures on this roster for years and years to come. We're not expecting that, at least. You know, if one of them pans out and, and play outplays the other one, you know, obviously we'll, we'll ship the other one out of town. Or if this team's not contending coming down the stretch, you can trade for pieces. You know, I, I, I think you when you're in a window of, I don't want to say rebuilding, but, you know, you're climbing that ascension to trying to make I, I think also a problem that I kind of have with it is having someone like I don't want to butcher it, Matt, Matt Mervis, right? Mervis? Yeah, Mervis. You know, you, you have a guy who's kind of raking, you know, had a great year last year who also plays those positions that you just added depth in. So I think kind of like what you were saying, if you added, you know, a center fielder, uh, you know, I think that's kind of like a Bellinger who I think was a great addition. Or, you know, you added some kind of like that, okay, but I feel you kind of are blocking him from coming up. And I know they're not five-year deals, it's one-year deals, but a team that's just kind of kind of be, you know, best-case scenario, kind of grinding for a wild-card spot, I'd rather have the ability to pull up a kid and let him, you know, experience major league pitching, major league atmosphere, and kind of seeing what you have there. Yeah, and I think the only argument that can be made for that is just he's not ready for left-handed pitching. Okay. Um, we're looking at his splits through, you know, the minors last year, and it, it wasn't bad, but it's not the most encouraging sign. Not only that, but last year was kind of his breakout year. You know, we want to be able to see repeated success um, in the minors, and he's starting off really well, which is a great sign. I think, like I was saying, I would rather have this be a problem where we have too much depth and we're almost quote unquote blocking a guy um, who may or may not be ready versus, you know, saying, you know, let's just oh, try it and see what happens. That's fair. I think one of the things we've got to talk about real quick before we do a division preview is the big news going into the season with the rule changes. Um, Personally, I've been a huge fan. I think it has sped up the game. I think more offense, more action. You know, I think I'd like to tweak a couple things. I don't know if that would ever happen. But I think a lot of people, when it kind of first happened, were like, oh, what the fuck? Why are we changing baseball? But at the end of the day, we're not, we're not taking away any baseball. We're just taking away dead time, which – in a world where people want things now, I think it's going to draw interest more. People are going to be able to be more tuned, watch a full game and stuff like that. Uh, one of the big things that I've seen that I'm not quite sure that this is because of the rule changes. I'm not sure if this is just because it's early in the year, but just watching baseball this first week and a half, I've just noticed walks are just crazy high, I feel. And I did a little research, and my numbers are based off of yesterday, so it doesn't include Sunday, so it's from Saturday. But the league average in balls, bases on balls per nine this year, the league average would rank 25th last year. 
So walks are just crazy up. I don't know if that's just because pitchers feel a little more rushed and, you know, trying to find their mechanics and stuff like that, or just early in the year and people trying to find their footing, but definitely something that kind of caught my eye. I, I think it'll kind of normalize as time goes down, but definitely a little uh, interesting. On how you feel about the rules? Yeah, um, I think it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, now I can watch my Royals lose in under two and a half hours. So <laughs> that's <is I'm>, true. <laughs> I I just think more importantly, a baseball. I, I feel like growing up all my life, that they always, every time they make a rule change or anything new coming out, new news about baseball, it's something what they did wrong, and them actually doing something right is kind of weird. So maybe it's Theo being up there, actually changing the game now. I think he's making a huge difference, helping out. Um, it's going to be great for the fans. Um, I love to see more action, more stolen bases, guys running around. We're going to see it's going to be more bronze. It's a great way to produce it than juicing balls and not telling the pitchers about that. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. MLB's actually doing something right. So it it's going to get some taken used to, but see what happens with it. Lee, how you feel? Um, I like it. You know, I, I think in the beginning, I was kind of, I was a little on the fence. Um, I think I was kind of like, you know, it's kind of silly, you know, that you can almost decide the way games come out because, you know, there's a pitch clock or, you know, uh, or, or are there any other weird ones out there that really can decide the game? I think that's that's primarily the, the big one. Um, yeah. But as as I've started to watch spring training, watch the games go on, it's fantastic. You know, I could sit down, I could watch a game, and I could be done with it in the same amount of time it would take for me to watch an NHL game, or I can watch an NBA game. Not maybe not an NBA game, um, but like two and a half hours is. Per- I think it's a perfect amount of time for any sporting event. My only issue with the pitch clock is now when I go to Wrigley Field, I have less time to drink beer. <laughs> that is true. Your cup snakes. You're gonna have to get really get going. You're gonna have to really pound those beers out. And I've heard some people say, like, you know, I went to go get a thing of nachos or walk around the park. I got up in the second inning. I get back to my seat, and it's like the fifth. What the fuck just happened? Well, even TV is getting used to it. I mean, there's a bunch of games on TV that they go to commercial break, and when they come back, you know, whether it's a couple pitches into the the uh, the batter. Or even they swing first pitch and something happens, and they're they're late coming back to it. Which and I was, obviously that'll get better, I think, as time goes. Yeah, and I was watching an MLB broadcast. I can't remember who it was, but they are now introducing pitch clock commercials, which I think is the is, dumbest yeah. <laughs> fucking thing in the world. That I mean, make money. like I oh my god, just squeezing every little fucking inch of like you're shoving it in my face. Fuck you! You're gonna watch this shit. <laughs> My only thing with the pitch clock, the only thing that I wish would change is I wish they treated it like the play clock in football. I think right now they treat it like a shot clock in basketball. When that number hits, it's violation. Uh, I wish they had a little more leniency, kind of like play clock in football where it hits zero, I'm going to look. If they're snapping the ball, I'm not throwing a flag. If someone's getting in the box or someone's about to pitch, if it hits zero, if that guy's starting his motion, just let it go. The whole point of the game is to speed it up. And I understand you're trying to kind of send a message to get everyone on the same page, but stopping the game to call a violation is slowing the game down too. 
Yeah, um, the other thing I dislike is the batter violations. Um, I've talked to this with Lee. I think, you know, obviously I think safety might have something to do with this. You know, they want them to acknowledge each other and stuff like that. I want them to say, I don't care what you do. If you want to step out of the box, adjust your gloves, whatever, so be it. But when that pitch clock hits seven seconds, the pitcher can pitch. If you want to go rub your hands in the dirt and you're not getting in the box till five seconds, congratulations, that pitcher gets a free strike to throw right down the middle. So that would be kind of some cheesy things. But once again, someone getting rung up on a strike three, Manny Machado and getting tossed out of the game because he called time and wasn't granted and took too time, took too much time. I think just as cheeky and stupid as someone taking too long, taking a strike right down the middle. Yeah. I mean, it, well, so, um, you know, going through some, like I, I was listening to a, another podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not going to name. Um, <laughs> no but listening through it, you know, they have some guys on there that played triple A ball last year and they were saying, you know, I think the first, Two weeks of the season, it was a really big adjustment period. You know, guys were getting called out, they're getting rung up because they're collecting themselves. And as the as the season went on, you know, the the common sense kind of prevailed with umpires. You know, they'd be they'd be resetting the clock. You know, someone gets buzzed up and in. You know, you're gonna reset. Like, they'll be like, okay, you know, take your time. You know, collect yourself. You know, you don't have to be in that box at nine seconds because you know, like, what's you know. I, we've all been there. We've all had balls skim past our nose and be like, holy shit, I just saw my life flash from my eyes. You're going to give me five <laughs> seconds to get back in the box? No way. Um, you know, so I think that as the season is going to go on, I think common sense is going to start prevailing a little bit more with the resets and things like that. And and like you said, the the violations ultimately do slow that pace down. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, once again, I kind of feel like the violations right now are more, we're kind of going to be crazy with it just to kind of send our message and, you know, we're going to be crazy strict. And like you said, as time goes, we'll be a little more lenient based on the certain situation. I was going to say, what happens now if we get the robocops coming, uh, robo-ops coming in? What are they going to do with the pitch clock violations on those guys if they have a yeah. ump that's a robot? I'm sure there's still going to be a call home it plate. right away? There's still going to be a home plate umpire with robo-ops, though. I you really still like... need that base umpire. I've heard mixed reviews with RoboCop or RoboCop, Robo. <laughs> I've heard people say they don't want it. I've heard people they want it. Um, I definitely think having an umpire, having different types of strike zones, you know, they're human. It benefits the game. But at the same time, I think a Robo umpire could make the game better. I think these hitters are so damn good at seeing the ball and knowing what's a ball or strike. I think that would change the game. I think offense would go up. Um, I definitely would be a little worried with like walks going up, but you know, it just kind of be one of those things that you would see, have to see. But I mean, in today's baseball, fucking what's his name, CJ Buckner, or whatever I saw up in the game. I mean, this motherfucker calling pitches three or four inches off the plate. It's like that's, I mean, that's unhittable. Some dude throwing a ninety-three mile per hour slider that doesn't even get to the plate to like a left-handed batter and you're getting rung up on it like you got no chance of hitting that ball and having a robo ump i think would kind of solve that but at the same time kind of takes away from the game too yeah absolutely and you know there's guys out there there's catchers in the game right now that who are solely signed to receive pitches yes. you're solely there to create strikes for your pitchers i mean you look at guys like 
Tucker Barnhart, um, Martin Maldonado, uh, Jeff Mathis back in the day was a fantastic pitch. He was a great receiver. Couldn't throw. Couldn't um, um, I think you forgot to mention the GOAT. Um, First ballot Hall of Famer. Super. Giovanni Soto. Yep, that's that's uh, Michael Barrett. Fans would say that Giovanni Soto is on the same level as Yadier Molina. I'm just saying Yadier Molina has a, has a lower career war than Jason Kettle. So war, war for catchers is measured differently. Yeah, well, you know what? It's still a barometer. Nope. Yeah, that's no, that's no Jason Kettle. Fame. No, no Jason Kettle slander. If you look up Yadier Molina's baseball reference page, he is not a Hall of Fame. Look up the inks. Look up the the Hall of Fame meter. You can look that up yourselves. I guarantee you, not a first, not not. You I, guarantee it? Ooh, stake bet. I, I'm just not 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 a first ballot, not a first ballot. I think don't think so. Ones. Well, no. Ooh, I think you will be. You Scott put, Rowling you got put, in. You want yeah, to put not fucking, first Yeah, you want to put fucking Kirk Heinrich in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's you, a great leader. Mm, Fuck huh? out of here! No, yeah, yeah, everyone makes NBA <laughs> Hall of Fame, dude. That's true. That's like a community college over there. One last thing about the rules. This wasn't a rule change this year, but one thing I would like to change is be able to review fucking anything and everything. I don't care what it is. It should be able to be reviewed. I'm so fucking tired of it being like a, like a, a, a fair foul ball, and they're like, yeah, we can't review that. And it's like, what's the fuck's the point of having a review if you can't do that? I don't care what it is. You have so much money in this league, so many camera angles, all these things. You see these umpires make mistakes. Allow, allow everything to be uh, everything. I'm fine with you get one challenge and whatever it is. If you get it right, you get to keep it. If you get it wrong, goodbye. But forever, I think you should be able to challenge anything you want. Well, please, I think that will be if they could pick up what the XFL did last. But what the XFL did last year with Sky Judge just like, hey, hey, radio in. Hey, that wasn't a holding. Or if there was a flag over here, throw down a flag or pick it up. It make it so much easier for baseball. If you guy had a guy just watch the game, radio and the umpires say, "Hey, that was a foul ball. Keep it going." Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, I mean, these are multi-billion-dollar industries. Whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hire someone to be a sky judge and get the right call every time. I mean, you hear in every sport, it's a game of inches. You know, one one little missed call, okay, fair foul, interference type plays, and stuff like that. Quick, but we're going to get into some uh, little division previews, uh, just kind of going over that. Uh, our little playoff and World Series predictions will probably be next episode. We'll get into that and kind of awards. Uh, we'll start with the AL. We'll go east to west, I think. You know, AL East. It's like the second best division in the AL. You know, get some good teams. Obviously, you have the, the hottest team in baseball right now, the Tampa Bay Rays. I like to put a little asterisk next to them because they've played the Detroit Tigers, the Washington Nationals, and the Oakland Athletics. So let's bump the brakes a little bit. I definitely think they have a lot of potential. No one knows what the fucking Rays do, but they can pitch. They have guys that just they plug in, and they might be kind of average somewhere else, and they come here to the Rays and superstar. Um, I don't want to say it's their division to lose because you got the Yankees. The Blue Jays, I think the Boston will be a little better than teams expect. Baltimore, I think, still a little iffy, still young. Um, definitely making good jumps forward, but definitely still some question marks. I think they need a couple more proven stars to actually compete, probably in the pitching department, I would say. 
But with Daly Rushman off to a hot start, I think they're in pretty good hands. Um, if I had to say who I think is going to win this division at this moment, I am going to probably say the Toronto Blue Jays. I think this team can wait. They have Vladdy, I think, is up for a big year. I think Bo Bichette's up for a big year. Um, Han, what were you saying about their on-base earlier? Um, they got three guys in going over 400 on base to start the season, which is kind of ridiculous. That means shit. You got, got a, almost a 50-50 chance of them getting on base to start right now and how many runs they're scoring. Um, the only thing about the Blue Jays right now, they they may be, need another pitcher in there um, yeah, to help them out, maybe another guy in their pen to solidify it, uh, especially in that AL where they can – a lot of the ALs continue to getting better at hitting and put the – New rules changes. You're going to need as much pitching as you can get. True. I think Alec Manoa is a dog, though. He's he's definitely an ace. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with almost everything you said. Um, I would I would pick the Yankees. Um, I think that team is just. It's so hard to just look at that roster and think you know this team isn't going to go to you know isn't isn't going to win that division title. Um, and then, you know, I was talking to you about this, I think a couple, maybe like a month ago, I think the Orioles are due to take a step back. Um, I think a lot of what we saw last year was a bit of a, um, I don't want to say like an anomaly, but it was a lot of guys playing a bit higher than what was expected of them. Um, you know, obviously Adley Rushman's just a fantastic baseball player. Shout out to Adley Rushman. Um, I think you should leave guy as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that they're due for a regression here. And, and obviously the Rays are, you know, we're not going to we're, we're not going to be sitting here in uh, the end of September saying they're 162. Now. They're on I think, I think my the obvious hey. concern for the Yankees is health. Um, if that lineup stays healthy, I think Stan's about to have a, a monster year. He's off to a hot start. Judge, I mean, obviously, I don't know if he's going to repeat what he did last year because that'd be nutty, but definitely one of the best hitters in the league. Um, you got the kid, Volpe, a little rough start right now, but he'll definitely figure things out. It's the major leagues. It's tough just to hop in and be an absolute stud like Jordan Walker. I mean, once in a generational talent. Every chance you get, dude. Oh, this is, this is a Jordan Walker podcast. No, it's not. Until he goes like 0 for 4 with 4Ks and leaves like 10 guys on base, and then we'll, we'll, we'll flip the page. <laughs> All right. So we'll hop over to the AL Central, which I believe is the worst division in baseball. Are you kidding me? Uh, yes, I do. I That's think the Twins. Man, best division. The <laughs> best division, the hottest division. The Twins are off to a good start pitching. I'm a big fan of the Pablo Lopez edition. I think he's a very solid starter. I don't think he's necessarily on the same page as some other aces. I don't necessarily consider him a ace, like the number true number one guy. I think he's more kind of that number two guy. But Sonny Gray's been pitching pretty well. If Buxton can stay on the field, Correa. Um, I think they have a solid chance to compete in this division. I think I think it's Cleveland's to lose, though, with Bieber. Yeah, Cal Contrail, who I know kind of got hit, a little hit around a little bit by the Mariners. Um, you got Adam Savali, he's a pretty solid guy. Zach Plesex, I mean, pretty deep pitching. I think Terry Francona is one of the best managers in baseball. 
Um, Jose Ramirez is an RBI machine. In a day where they everyone plays for the long ball, I just love that the Guardians kind of do a little bit of everything. I mean, they definitely have some guys that can hit the long ball with Bell, Naylor, J-Ram, but guys like Rosario, Quan, Miles Straw, they're able to play small ball with the base changes and stuff like that. I think they're going to be able to steal some bags and make some things happen in that way. Um, obviously, world's biggest disappointment in this division, as always, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, on paper, they should just be a better team. Um, personally, I just feel like the White Sox are a team that when it comes to things like runners in scoring position with less than two outs, man on third with less than two outs, they don't get the job done. And when you don't do that, it's hard to be a successful winning team. And then at the bottom of the division, you got Hans Royals, who obviously going to stay at the bottom. And the Detroit Tigers, who, once again, are pretty garbage. And, uh, I'm going to say Cleveland is going to be able to come out of that division. I don't want to say easily. I do think the Sox are going to turn things around eventually. Uh, they definitely need Hendricks back. They need some Lynn and Kopech and even like Giolito to pitch a little more consistently and better. But they got a Cy Young and Dylan Cease, who definitely be in the running for his first Cy Young this year. Should be an all-star. And if people like Yohan Moncada, Lou Bob, if they can play at the level that they're capable of, they definitely could be a scary team. Obviously, you got Aloy, who's already hurt. He always scares me because every injury he has isn't like, a, you know, I step on a base funny, I roll my ankle, or I dove and landed on my shoulder funny. It's always like a hamstring or a quad. And when you're just doing shit like that every fucking year, that worries me. Like, that really worries me that he's just, he's just going to be one of those guys that plays. He's never going to have a full season. Well, that, that's the Sox issue, though. Um, I mean, just watching a bunch of games from them last year, it seems like they consistently have soft tissue injuries, and that comes with their training staff. It's just they're missing guys constantly, and it's hard to make up for it, and their GM just doesn't have the talent to make up for it. Um, shit, I think they only had three outfielders on their roster, four including Eli, Eloy, but you don't want him on the field because he gets injured running around. Shit, he's already out two weeks with a hammy just – Going to first base. I mean, Timmy would miss half the season last year with injuries. Um, it, they're just going to struggle, and Giolito needs Spider Tech to actually pitch to be a relevant <laughs> pitcher again. So, um, yeah, I like I said, I think it's Cleveland's division to win this year. They got the, probably the best manager in baseball, and Tito. Um, I don't think it's really close with him. He does a wonderful job with that team. Um, they're well balanced. They're pitching. They got enough. Detroit and Kansas City will fuck over the White Sox anyways. And then Twins, um, they could sneak in the wild card. I think they got some good hitters. They got good enough pitching staff. Um, so they could get in that last wild card spot. But um, So it, they might be the worst division in baseball, but they might have two playoff teams. So I'll take that for my central division. That's fair. I'm going to say they're not going to have two division teams just because of the wagon that we're about to talk to in a little bit. But – other concern with the White Sox, you're not concerned, but I know a lot of people had a problem with Abreu leaving. I personally didn't have a problem with that. I think Andrew Vaughn is an absolute stud hitter, and him having an everyday home at first base will benefit him. If I was a Sox fan, my problem would be is what did you do with the money that you would have spent on Abreu? You know, I understand they went and got Benintendi, um, who was a pretty team-friendly deal compared to some other guys on the market, but 
if you got Benintendi and then say a right fielder or, you know, I like Elvis Andrews, but are we really expecting Elvis Andrews to be a stud second baseman? I think he's a great clubhouse guy, a great veteran. He'll give you good at bats. But if you went and got someone that you could put in the middle of your lineup, you know, I'm not saying there's really no second baseman out there that you just do that with, but just in general, just someone that, you know, you go get a right fielder or make a trade for someone that could get put in that spot. I think it would have benefited the team a lot more than just kind of having some question marks. Lee, how are you feeling about the AL Central? Um, you know, I'm going to go a little bit crazy here. I think the Twins can actually pull it off if they can make a move for a top-end pitcher. Um, you yeah. know, like you said, Sonny Gray and Pablo Pablo Lopez. Pablo mm-hmm. Lopez, right? Yeah. yeah. Poor Hale. Uh, they got Jorge Lopez, too. Yeah, that I always – flip those two um but yeah you know it that's a solid that's a great like two three right there if you go out and get an ace you know you you make a big splash in the trade market um you go out and get that ace i think that solidifies that team and we know what that team is capable of hitting wise you know we've seen that team absolutely destroy the home run record how, how many years ago it was it was quite some time ago but it was like 2018 that that core is still relatively Similar, if not the same. Yeah, I mean, obviously you lost like CJ Crone and like that kind of, but you got like Jose Miranda. They pick or they came up in their system. who's a pretty good hitter. Um, I will say though, you know, we you know kind of saying they don't have that ace, but they have a lot of two threes. You know, Lopez, like you said, Gray, um, even Tyler Mall, Molly, however you say it, from the Cincinnati Reds that they traded for. I think he's a pretty solid pitcher, more of a three four. And I think Joe Ryan's a really good pitcher. I think it's the second year in the league. Got good stuff. Um, so, I mean, I think it could be one of those things that you have four guys that are kind of number two, can be like 15 and eight type guys with three and a half ERAs. I think you compete. And they, they do have a good back end, like you said, with, with as in Jorge Lopez in the back end of their bullpen and Johan Duran, 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 however you say it, who just throws gas out of the bullpen. So they might be able to do some stuff like that, but definitely yeah, still think, some shaky things, I feel. Yeah, I think if I, I think there's two key components, right? You need to go out and get a top-end pitcher at the deadline or if not sooner. And then I think one of the biggest X factors is going to be, um, you know, their outfield. How is that outfield going to hit and, and, and stay healthy? You know, we know uh, Korea is going to hit. We know Boston is going to hit when healthy. You know, you're looking at the corner outfields. Um, you know, can Max Kepler turn it around to what he what we think he can be? Um, they they have they have Joey Gallo, right? I'm not making that up. They that. do have Joey Gallo. You know, can he can he go back to being you know a 220 hitter? That's I'm pretty sure everyone would agree. If Joey Gallo hits 220, he will be in the top 10 in home runs in the AL. I'd I'd agree with that. All right, I think this will be the most interesting division. In baseball, or at least I, I want it to be the AL West. Um, Oakland A's. The Oakland A's are probably going to lose 100 games. But I think you have four teams. I don't think four teams that can win the division, but I think you have four teams that can make the playoffs. Um, the Angels, once again, I feel like there's kind of missing. I don't want to say an ace because Otani is an ace. I just think they're missing some starting pitching. Uh, I like Tyler Anderson addition. I think he's a pretty solid guy. 
uh, Reed Deadmers or Deemers, pretty pretty solid, but nothing spectacular. And I have concerns at the bottom after a lineup, but picking up like Brandon Jury, Hunter Renfro, I think are good additions. I think a bounce back year from Rendon's in the mix. Um, and then obviously you have Mike Trout and Otani who just can carry you. Um, their bullpen does a little iffy. I, I don't even know who their closer is. So that'll be an issue. Texas, kind of the same situation. I think their front half of their lineup's pretty solid. Their bottom half kind of worries me. They got the Grom, but after the Grom, what do you have? Uh, obviously, the absolute wagon Houston Astros. They just set the stage. Um, they're they probably have the best lineup in baseball when they're completely healthy. And then pitching wise, you know, once again, they get like McCullers back. Pretty good staff, pretty good bullpen. Definitely think it's theirs to lose. But I think Seattle could be sneaky this year. I think Luis Castillo is an ace. Julio Rodriguez is expecting to make a little bigger move. And just in general, I think there's all around a solid team. Uh, I'd like to see them make a move at the deadline, probably for another bat, maybe a, a little bullpen help. But besides that, I'm, I obviously have to say Houston's going to win that division. But I think Seattle's going to be right there competing with them, getting the, getting the wild card spot for sure. How do you guys feel about the AL West? You know, for the, the AL West, um, I think the A's, um, the A stands for ass. Um, they might lose 110 <laughs> games this year. Um, they was it this week? They had a total crowd of third uh, three thousand five hundred for one game. So, um, our single A unaffiliated team down the street from us gets a bigger crowd than that. That's true. Kind of sad. Shout out to the um, Cougars. But like you said, um, it it's uh, one of the most competitive divisions in baseball. Yeah, I don't want to go to war with the Cougars. Um, <laughs> but one of the most competitive divisions in baseball. I think the Rangers have a fantastic team they can hit. Um. Can DeGrom stay healthy? We'll see. I hope he does. That's a big question. Um, Perez is still a pretty solid pitcher as well. Um, But with the Angels, they got the two best players in baseball. Um, The best baseball player I've ever seen in Otani. Um, Can he continue what he's yeah. doing? Absolutely. Could travel, continue to rake. Um, But what does the rest of the team look like? Um, It looks like they fixed the pitching a little bit, but they need to still go out and go get an ace. Um, How are they going to do that? I don't know. Is it Trading Adele, is that their, uh, one of their big prospects? He was up last year, but they sent him back down. I think he's still in AAA. Yeah, he's homer to five straight um, games, though. Dude. So he might be called up, but you need, you need pitching at the end of the day. And then uh, you talk about Biams. That's my team I'm adopting officially this year. Um, put the Han stamp on it. They're making the playoffs. <laughs> um, Castillo's one of the Cy Young this year. Ooh. Um, so if we're going down with them, I, he's pitching on real. I think I just, the M's have a great team. They're fun to watch. Great jersey colors. Best some of the best jerseys in baseball. Pick. I'd agree. I'd agree. The Mariners are just a fun team. I just think every night they can do electric things. I think Julio Rodriguez can be the face of the franchise eventually, or face of the league eventually. Just an absolute stud. Um, Lee, what do you think about the ALS? But at the end of the day, yeah. I was gonna say at the end of the day, um, it's still Astros are gonna win it. They they're just a wagon, unfortunately. Um, we don't want to see them win, but <laughs> they got a hell of a roster. The pitching staff's unreal. It seems like they continue to lose guys. I mean, shit, they lost Correa and they replaced them with Pena last year. True. That they're just a whack. They're a factory of talent. They keep breaking it in. So hopefully someone can throw them. If it's them, or Angels, awesome. But I see, uh, unfortunately, the Astros winning again this year. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about the World Series, but division definitely. I will say, besides the Yankee fans, I feel like they're kind of the the major ones. If if you're still pissed out about the Astros and the whole cheating scandal, get over it. Just get over it. You know, there's there's been guys from different teams that pretty much say we we did the exact same thing. Every every team is doing some stupid shit like that. You know, they might take it a little extreme, but it's over with. They're gonna live with that shit for the rest of their life. It'll affect them in many ways, but. For the people just to kind of keep going on it, it's, it's time to move on. It's a different team. Dusty Baker's a good manager. It's happy to see him last year. Lee, what do you think of the West? Um, yeah, I'd have to agree with a lot of the takes that were, were mentioned. You know, I, I think the Astros are it's their division to lose. Um, you know, the M's obviously just keep improving. You know, we keep seeing a team that just gets better with um, – with every coming year of the past, I would say three or four years or so, um, you know, and, and I read an interesting stat about the angels today. Um, they're one through three hitters have an OPS over a thousand. After that mark, their OPS rest of the lineup, if four through nine or whatever it was, has like an OPS of like five eighty. It's just, know. it's, it's horrendous to just watch over and over and over again. The Angels waste the two most talented baseball players possibly to ever walk on the planet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, straight to jail. I um, mean, Trout's obviously going to be staying there for a while with his contract, but Otani uh, the Cubs, baby. I'm, I'm pretty confident that if they do not make the playoffs, Otani is 100% gone. I think. That's something that's important to him. He wants to compete. He wants to play in a World Series. If he's not able to do that, see you later. Out of here. I mean, I, I think if we're looking at this realistically, you're you're thinking uh, the Astros come out of the the West as the division champs. The yes. M's are going to definitely be in the wild card hunt, uh, if not challenging the, oh, baby. the Astros. Um, and then you know you look across the league, it it's going to be hard to. It's going to be hard for the Angels to outrace. Um, you got three teams from the East. Yeah. yeah you know, teams from the East that they're going to have to contend with. And then, you know, maybe a surprise team from the AL Central. Like you said, the the Guardians, the the White Sox, the the Twins can all kind of make a I, – I would I would wager a stronger push for the postseason than the Angels at this point. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably agree with that. Um, I think it's more just – I think we want to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play meaningful baseball. And that's just kind of we – we get robbed from that. Well, I think Otani will be playing meaningful baseball next year when he's in Chicago. You keep, you keep thinking that. Wearing blue pinstripes. Lars Newbar, Pepper Shaker, and recruiting. He's not going to fucking St. Louis. <laughs> You're right, he's not. But I also think he's going to stay on the West Coast. And he will be in blue. I just think it's going to be for the Los Angeles Dodgers, unfortunately. Please don't say that. Yeah, it's pain. pain. Oh, fun fact, uh, Mike Trout's only loss is to the Kansas City Royals in 2015, so yeah, we got, got that going for us. And you, got, you got that ring. I think the Braves are the best team in that division. I think they just have a very good roster. They've just done an absolute excellent job of getting young talent and signing them to long-term deals, locking them up, and being very good players, such as Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, Albies, Acuna. I mean, all these guys are just studs. I mean, they have pitching. They have a good bullpen. Um, I think uh, Rossiello Iglesias is hurt right now, but he'll be back closing probably for them. And just overall, a really good team. 
I think the Mets took a little step back. Um, not necessarily anything crazy. I just think they kind of had some dudes, you know, Brandon Ninmo, Jeff McNeil, who had really good years. I'd just be kind of curious if that's going to be able to repeat. Um, I think Starlin Marte, they need him to be healthy. I actually think he got hurt today. I don't know how serious it is. Um, but if he's on the field, I think he's very solid ball player, really good all-around guy. Pete Alonzo just hits nukes. A little worried about their pitching. They need Verlander back, but Scherzer Verlander going into a playoff series. I feel like you feel pretty confident with them. Um, and then obviously not having Diaz, I think it's going to really hurt them. But I think Atlanta's third to win. Miami, see you later. I love Jazz, but yeah, Nationals. We're not even going to talk about the Nationals probably ever because why would we? I think Philly's off to a little slow start, but I know Lee eventually he thinks that they are going to take a little step back. I think they're going to be a good team. I think they got Trey Turner, big addition for them, real good all-around player. Um, they need Nolan Wheeler, kind of had a slow start to get a little better. I think they're going to kind of just hover, and then you get back Harper, and he'll give you kind of that little spark for you. Um, you got to remember they kind of barely snuck in last year and just got hot at the right time, which baseball is all about compared to other sports. So he gets hot. But I think the Phillies will probably be the second-place team at the end of the day, probably getting a wild card. I'd probably say the Mets are probably going to get a wild card too just because I think they'll figure things out. But I definitely think they'll be the third-place team and Atlanta winning that division. What do you guys think of the East? Um, I think it nailed it on the head of the, the Braves division. They're a wagon. It seems like they got five pitchers out there. Their lineup can hit one through nine. Um, the Mets are cursed. They finally get a Berlander, and as soon as he joins <laughs> the Mets, he gets injured. Um, Diaz gets injured celebrating a World Baseball Classic. Um, True. Internet lost its mind. It's it's the Mets. It's the Mets. Um, I I just don't think they got the team this year. Um, Marlins, they got some cool pitchers and some cool hitters. Jazz is awesome. Um, Nationals, I can't name more than three pitchers on the team right now. <laughs> oh, Patrick Corbin, um, the world's worst pitcher. <laughs> oh, it's good for him, dude. He made he's out swind- like a band. Yeah, dude's swindling everybody, making yeah. bang to be ass. The world's best legal bank robbery. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, Strasburg allowed to pitch ever again, or is he permanently on the IL? Uh, he's also swindling the DL. Right Just making make bank. Just making bang. No, I, I, I. And, you, you're close. They got their World Series one, so they're, they're happy for they 10 did. years. Uh, yeah, it, it's the Braves division. Um, other than that, I don't think there's going to be another team that comes out unless the Mets can get hot. Um, sorry, forgot about the Phillies, though. Um, the Phillies can stay 500. And while before Harper gets back, they're at that 500. Harper helps out the team. I think they can jump up and squeak into a wild card. Um maybe get hot again, but I don't think they're going to be going on a run like they did last year. I think they'll be eliminated first round if they make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, even you can look at Philly kind of making that run. St. Louis, shouts to them for just giving it to them. You know, they kind of had that game, one of the wild card, that three-game series. Kind of, I don't you know, I don't want to say it was in the bag, but I think two-run two run lead, I believe, going into the ninth and – Helsley just having control issues, and Philly's able to get a little rally. And after that, just big momentum, and it's hard to stop them for everybody. So you're still not really thinking about that series much, huh? No, I mean, 
I'll be the first one. I, mean, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember after the first game, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, you guys." I was like, "I'm not even gonna watch the second game." I mean, obviously, I tuned in, but you know, it's 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 one of those things. You see that happen, and you're like, "Yeah, it's over. It's over." You know, you come back that you're not, you're not coming back from that this year, which was suck to see with Pools being his last year. But you know, it happens. I loved it. Yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I would agree with you guys, Braves. Um, as the easy pick for the division win. Um, if you were to ask me this about a month and a half ago, I probably would have said Mets. Um, but I still think the Mets have enough to make it a wild card. Um, I, I, for me, it's a two-team race between the Mets and the and the Braves. I think the Mets can definitely make this interesting. Um, you know, that that team is still very much loaded with talent. I mean, the fact that they've lost two key components is huge. Um, it can definitely make a difference in you know, a division race, uh, you know, that being said, that that team has so much talent on it. Um, same with the Braves. They, they roll deep. Um, you know, I, I, you know, back to the Phillies, with that start back, you know, I think the Harper thing was big, but even before that, I think that they were good for a draft run. You look at last year, how they were playing those games, um, coming down the stretch, you know, it was, it was very much squeaking into the playoffs. You know, I think, and I know for a fact the Cubs had, in September, like mid-September, swept in like a four-game series, and everyone in Philly was losing their minds. Um, and then they, they eventually snuck in. But, you know, we could talk about this more later, but you, you look at the two teams that I think are on top of the Braves and the Mets. You know, one of those teams is going to take a wild-card spot. I, I, would, I would think, if not, that is a disastrous year for one of them. Um, and then you look out west, and you, you could – you see the Padres and Dodgers, you know, between those four teams, who are the Phillies going to beat out for the final wildcard spot? You know, you look up and down the rosters, I don't see how – I don't see how you could take the Phillies in a regular season race. I mean, it's fair, but I feel like you could have said that same thing last year, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you just kind of never know. I honestly think the Dodgers – I mean, I don't want to say they're bad. I mean, nothing like that. But I definitely don't think they're – I feel like people just see, oh, it's the Dodgers. You know, they, they have to have a good-ass roster. I don't think their roster is that great, if I'm being completely honest. Um, yes, but I, I you're feel – expecting it, a lot from I feel kids. it more complete. I feel it to be more complete than the Phillies. And that bullpen – the Phillies bullpen is just – It's shaky. It's horrendous. That's true. They're going to blow them games down, down the stretch. True. That's fair. I – I feel like the Dodgers, though, just – I mean, obviously we'll get to the West here in a sec, but the Dodgers just feel that they they need Walker Buehler, Dustin May, Clay Kershaw, pitch like a, an ace. And if that doesn't happen, you know, I, don't, I just don't see them competing at the Dodger level of competing that we've kind of come accustomed to. All right, let's go to the best division in baseball. You know, nobody better. <laughs> That's a joke. The NL Central. This is a no-brainer for me. Off to a little bit of a slow start. Obviously, you guys already know what's coming. St. Louis Cardinals to lose. I just kind of think everyone else in the division kind of took a step back. Um, I think, or not necessarily took a step back. I think, you know, like the Reds and the Pirates are a little better. The Cubs are going to be a little better. I just don't think they're at the same level to compete as St. Louis. I'm not saying they can't, but just, you know, you look at St. Louis having guys like Arenado, Goldschmidt, um, you know, guys that are in their prime, ready to win, where I feel like a lot of these other teams are a lot more youth, 
and kind of trying to get better. Um, Milwaukee, I think everyone's still kind of shook with like the hater trade and shit last year. I know Burns is probably going to be out with a horrible arbitration. I know that shit went real south. He wanted extension. That didn't happen. They don't really scare me. I just think it's, I just think it's St. Louis's division to lose. Um, I think Milwaukee might be able to compete for a wild card. Cubs maybe, but if I'm being honest, the Cubs are kind of the same thing as like you said with the Phillies. You know, you look at all these other teams, it's like, ah, they're really going to beat out one of those teams. So I think NL Central, I think at the end of the day, we can all agree that NL Central, pretty clear that only one NL Central team is going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, not necessarily even saying that St. Louis, but there, there's probably not going to be a wild card team from the Central. <laughs> oh, Connie, you said it best that the Cardinals division are losing. They're doing it already, uh, starting off three and six. <laughs> um, seems like they don't got a lot of pitching going on right now. They're struggling with that. Um, yeah. Um, bats are slowly coming alive. Um, the, the so maybe yeah, it is one team. Yeah, they need some pitching though. I know we the Royals got Chapman. So if you got some pro, need some prospects, we got you. Take them. Give you an um, outfielder. But yeah, um, the Brewers, um, pitching staff can be lights out for another four months, maybe. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, I think it is the Cardinals. Um, I think the Cubs actually got some nice pieces. They're coming along nicely in their rebuilding process. I really like Dansby. I think Dansby's a very underrated player. Um, I think he might make an all-star game this year. Maybe a silver slugger award. But we can get awards later on. But what do you think about the Cubbies? He's definitely making an all-star because it's not like the Cubs have anyone else. First of all, that's heinous. Yeah, it doesn't steal. That's heinous. Heinous. Um, heinous. Um, okay, so yes, I think the Cardinals are going to win the division. I say that with, you know, it's like Put stabbing that. my liver Put with that. a fucking knife. It's like, yeah. It, it, it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's that's like an outrageous take. You know, when we look at the division, it's a lot of teams that um, have the potential in the coming years to be able to take the Cardinals out. Um, I don't think that this is necessarily here. Like you said, the Cubs have made many additions to this roster. They might be one of the most improved teams in baseball, if not the most improved team. Um, you know, I think the Pirates can really surprise some people this year, uh, as we've seen in the early going. Um, Kyle's putting a lot of faith in his last place Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Last place. I just where's wanted to throw f- that out there. Where's the first, baby? Fucking hilarious. They're in last place. Um, that was the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I, I think we've we've gone over. I've gone over the Cubs enough. I think we know where I stand with that. Um, they're winning the World Series. So. <laughs> I'm ready to be heard again. I'm so ready to be heard again. Uh, we got our we got our last division in the NL West. This division just kind of confuses me. Uh, a lot of people before the year started kind of saying that the Arizona Diamondbacks can be better than people think. And I said, no fucking way. I think they're absolute dog shit. And they actually might be kind of solid. I'm not going to lie. They can hit. Uh, I think they definitely a lot of questions with pitching. I don't think Merrill Kelly or Zach Davies is going to win you big games down the stretch. Um, even Bumgarner, I think, is a little uh, past his prime, even though he's not like crazy old. But Kind of missing that ace. I do think Zach Gallon's a very solid starter. 
little shaky start start, but very solid guy. They have a lot of young talent, but to me, a lot of people picking the Dodgers too, but just looking at rosters on paper, I think it's the Padres. Easy. Easily the Padres. I think they click. I think Tatis comes back. And I think the only thing that's going to stop them would just be themselves, honestly, just falling apart or getting injuries, suspensions, just stuff like that. But I think San Francisco and Colorado are both kind of serviceable teams. I'm not surely, you know, you're able to walk over them. But at the same time, if you play your best ball, you're going to, you're going to win those series for the majority of the time. I people at the West Town, NL. Um, I, I'm a little bit of different with you. I still think it's the Dodgers division to win. Um, I think once they get all their starting pitchers back, they're going to be tough. Um, I'm a big believer in pitching um, matters the most at the end of the day. True. Um, so if Dustin A, Walker Beeler, Kershaw are dealing and you raise, that's four really good pitchers right there. Um, and somehow the Dodgers always have a top 10 farm system. So if they need to go out and get another guy for their pen or another hitter, they can do out. it, and they got the money, and they're willing to spend. Um, but Padres, they can hit, man. Um, Musgrave coming back is going to help out a lot. Bogarts has been tearing it up. Um, with Tatis coming back, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that team. I think locker room cancer. He's going to pull them apart, and they're going to drop down to third place. <laughs> Let's go, Dimebacks. Ooh, third place. I think that that might be a little bold. I will say, no, I, I'm. My concern with the Dodgers, though, like you said, I think pitching, you know, this, but my concern would just be are people like James Outman and people like that really going to be able to keep this level of play for a full season or Miguel Vargas? Um, even like someone like Trace Thompson, who I think is a really solid player, but if you're expecting them to hit 250 and 20 dingers for you, I just, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think that's asking too much. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I'd, I'd agree with Connell a little bit more um, with the take that I think it's the Padres division. Um, you know, that we this is the first time in how many years that we looked at the, the Dodgers roster and we're not saying, you know, this is a world-beating team. This is – they haven't got – you know, this is the first time we, we could sit there and say, Dodgers got worse. You know, objectively they've gotten worse as far as talent. Um, and, and the Padres have gotten better. Um, through you know that last year midseason edition with Juan Soto who didn't quite hit to the level that you know people expected but I mean he still had a WRC plus well over 100 you know and a quote-unquote down year the guy still hit at a above average rate so I mean you take all these factors into consideration you know the Dodgers pitching obviously is still going to be there um, I think the Padres pitching staff is is it's it's pretty solid it's not anything to you know write home about but um you know i think Powell was, was completely wrong in the beginning of the season he you know with the, the d-backs you know i think they're <laughs> a very you know i look at the diamondbacks i look at um a very similar team to the cubs in a way you know kind of that team that's been kind of meddling at the bottom for a little bit and you know now is a time for younger players to kind of step in and, and take more you know um important roles and take, you know, just get more bats. Um, yeah, I, I I think that there's going to be a wild card team coming out of this division. I think it'll be Padres one, uh, Dodgers two, taking the wild card spot. Um, but I definitely see the Diamondbacks, you know, 
being around a 500 team, if not a little bit better. That's fair. I kind of agree with that. All right. That's a little division uh, previews. You know, as time goes, I know today was kind of a little pre-cheats, kind of recaps. You know, just a little previews of our team, but definitely get a little more into uh, live action type things and some hot takes as time goes on. Um, last thing we got here today is our sign stealing segment. Our sign stealing segment is our batters of the week. Uh, I got a couple actually, so I'll have one of you guys go first just in case you guys take one. I can switch to another one. On who's your uh, sign stealer best hitter of the week for you or someone that really popped off the page for you? Uh, well, my guy hails from uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, Brian Reynolds. Um, guy's been a stud start the season. He's batting 405. He's got five dingers, 14 RBIs, two stolen bases, and an on base percentage of 415. Um, he's looking like he's going to have to try to have an MVP season. He asked Pittsburgh to pay him. Um, Pittsburgh did a classic saying, nope, we're not going <laughs> to pay you. So he's playing out of his mind. So he's going to be able to demand a trade and get paid all the money by the Dodgers when they trade him halfway through the season. True. He's actually someone that apparently St. Louis was talking about trading for. And this was preseason. And I, I wish they had pulled the trigger because Brian Reynolds is a stud and pay that man because – the Duke and Rake. Lee, you got a sign stealer of the week? Yeah, I mean, the obvious pick would be Brian Reynolds. The dude is leading the league in the leading the majors in home runs. He's on pace for to, to be, you know, beat judges mark last year, whatever that means to you at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think the other guy that deserves mention is Wander Franco. Oh, that wasn't was on my radar. Tore up those bottom feeding teams. Uh, I think <laughs> he had. 13 hits this week, Damn. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think four home runs, three, four home runs. I'm not sure about that. Don't, don't, don't. I, don't I know you went, you went today, I know. Yeah, so the guy is just popping off right now. So if it wasn't for Brian Reynolds being, you know, the Chipper Jones for a week, um, I think we're looking at Wanda Franco. You know, I, I actually got one that I think – this is actually this was my number one guy in my you know that I wrote down. That I'm actually kind of surprised that none of you either of you took. Brian Reynolds was up there for me. Uh, this is a guy that I hope he puts it all together. Um, it's the always serious Matt Chapman. This man is on a tear <laughs> right now. Dude's in 475. He's got a 1.323 OPS. Um, you already know what he can do with the gloves. He's an absolute stud, rocket of an arm, gold glover. I don't know if he changed something or just kind of clicked with them. I mean, obviously, he's not going to hit 500 for the year, but if he can hit 275 plus, I mean, this dude's an absolute stud. You know, he's been in fourth in this Blue Jays lineup. And honestly, not someone that I would have thought was just going to pop off the page and hit for average and power and kind of do all the things, you know, kind of more of a felt like a lower average, more power kind of guy. You know, a couple other guys that have been hitting well, Luis Raz. Um, Adam Duvall, who always does this, has a solid couple-week stretch where he just absolutely carries a team, has all their offense. Um, but obviously, he'll come back to earth. You know, We'll see. Obviously, baseball's kind of weird right now. You have one 0-4 day, and it's, there goes your average right now, or vice versa, one 4-4 four four day, and 
your average moves up 100 points. I looked up pitchers of the week, by the way. I just wanted to throw it out there. Jeffrey, uh, shit, I had my mic close for that. I looked up Jeffrey Springs. Jeffrey Springs, pitcher of the week. Um, Two starts, no earned runs. Um, Had 19 Ks, only four walks. Allowed three hits um, through, uh, was that, 13 innings. So, yeah. I'm actually bottom feeding teams, but I'm a little disappointed in you. Who you got? Who are you? Who would you have taken? Well, I, I just thought you would have taken Marcus Stroman. Yeah, I mean, Marcus Stroman is definitely up there. But, I mean, you look at Jeffrey Spring's stat line, it's it's otherworldly. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Luis Castillo, like Hans said, his, his Cy Young's pitching pretty well. I'm gonna, If I had to say a pitcher of the week, I'm probably going Nick Lodolo, or however you say it, for the Cincinnati Reds. Got absolutely fucked over on Saturday. Should have had a win, but his bullpen blew it for him. But the dude in two starts, he's got 12 innings under his belt. Let me make sure 12 innings. He's got 21 Ks already in 12 innings. Um, he's getting hit a little bit at times, 1.5 ERA with a 1.17 whip. But the dude's just got disgusting swing and miss stuff. And I'm definitely curious what kind of numbers. I mean, 200 strikeout kind of guy. I did and, say at the beginning of the year, he's the Red Bull star. Yeah, but once again, who else is going to be the Reds All-Star? Jonathan India? Yeah, he's, he's a solid ball player. I don't necessarily consider him an All-Star type guy, though. And then, say so Shoya Tani's been pitching pretty well, along with Dylan Cease. There's been, there's been a lot of guys just dominating right now. All right, we'll wrap things up. I feel like we've had a decently long podcast for our first ever. You know, feels... A little rambly at times, but it'll get a little smoother as time goes as you stay with us. You know, probably our plan is to probably every Monday record on Sunday nights and every uh, Monday release that to the public so you guys can check us out. We are missing one guy today, our boy Chris. You know, got to give him a little bit of a pass. You know, he's at a ball game getting a little fucked up. You know, in the, in the, we'll say he's in the bleachers. I don't think he was actually in the bleachers at Wrigley, but he was having a good time watching the, uh, He's a big, big Texas. I, he ever, I guess he's not really a Rangers fan. He's a White Sox fan. But his yeah, mom, he's a his mom's a big Rangers fan, and they were playing the Cubbies. So they got. <laughs> I, wait, wait. I'm sorry, Lee, Lee. Who won that game? You know what? Who won the series? Oh, <laughs> uh, you could, could come back. Could come back. All right, Han, Han Lee. Anything you guys got to add before we wrap this one up? I think Han had a uh, had a read he wanted to give us. After a long day at work, there's only one thing that can really quench your thirst. Oh, that's a long drink. There's nothing better than a nice citrus soda. Reminds me like fresca squirt going down. If you don't like that, we got a nice cold uh, cranberry alternative for you. Home from Finland. Number one brand of alcohol since 1952. Unreal taste. Go buy your local Benny's and pick it up today. Yeah. Oh, find yeah. out why Finland is the ha- vote is the happiest country on earth. <laughs> is that a fact? It's a fact. That's a fact. Who takes these surveys? No one knows. Yeah. All right, folks. That's all. Thank you for tuning into the On Deck Podcast. See you guys next week. This town ain't big. This town ain't small. It's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league. But at least it's triple A.
We sit below the Marlboro Man Above the Rockville Wall We do the wave all by ourselves Hey, up, a blind man could have made that call We like our beer flat as can be We like our dogs with mustard and relish We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it There's nothing like the view from the cheeks. The game was close, we'll call it a win. Go off to toast the boys again. That local band is back in town. They got a kind of minor league sound They're not that bad, they're not that good But all in all it's understood We wanna dance, they wanna play We wouldn't have it any other way We like our beer flat as candy We like our dogs with mustard and relish We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we Mustard and relish and all the rest. We like 